Howdy, folks. Tomorrowland Transit Authority Metroliner non-stop now departing Rocket Tower Plaza Station for a round-trip Super Skyway Tour. Hollywood, 1939. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcasts with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about the Walt Disney World Resort, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and why we still enjoy visiting the most magical place on Earth. We're not experts, but we want to share our unique experiences and memories with you. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may return to some of your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort and we'd love to share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. All right. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I am Dewey, one of your hosts, and this is episode number 22 of the WDW Reflections podcast. Stick around towards the end of the show for more information on how you can contact us and become involved in the show through social media groups and maybe even be a contributor to future shows. With me today are my podcast travel buddies, Ron and Tony. So coming to us all the way down from Tennessee, my good buddy, Ron. What's going on, Ron? Hey, man, how are you doing? Looking forward to today's podcast and just um, been enjoying life. Enjoying life. Hard to, hard to hate that, right? Enjoying right. life. That's a good, good perspective. All right. And then coming to us from the Big Apple, my good Bodie. Bodie. My good Bodie. My Bodie good, Rick. That was, that was Buddy and Tony together. My good buddy, Tony G. What's going on, Tony? Hey everybody, I'm Bodie Rick. I am doing good. I, <laughs> I hope. I hope uh, it feels like ages since we've all, all spoken to each other. So I, I'm looking forward to this uh, conversation. Yeah, we had um, we had a little bit of time off for the holidays, and uh, you know, spending time with our families, and didn't record for a show or two for um, I guess the week after Christmas. I think is what we took off. So it's good to uh, be together again and uh, get back to recording the show. I always have fun hanging out with my uh, my podcast buddies here, so it's a good time. All right, fellas, so are we ready to reflect on this week's WDW Reflections podcast? I'm Go. ready. Yep. Yeah. I say that every week, and then uh, I'm waiting for one of you guys just to be like, nope, not ready. And, <laughs> and then, then, then I'll be like, oh, uh, okay, uh, I don't know. So I say it every week. I don't know why I say it. You know, I, you guys are always ready. So good. Good. Let's uh, let's get started. So this week we wanted to take a look at a pros and cons list of sorts. Uh, we wanted to take a look at the benefits of staying on property at the Walt Disney Resort. And if you're staying at one of the hotels there and talk about if we think those benefits justify the cost. Is it worth the extra cash to stay on property and the benefits and such? Or are you better off staying off property somewhere? So we thought it'd be fun to do a, a bit of a, 
pros and cons list or maybe just a pros and pros list. I don't know. But just talk about uh, why why so many people choose to stay on property. Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest, if you're down there in central Florida, uh, there's no uh, there, there's there's no lack of uh, places to stay. You can stay at timeshares and and you can stay at a, something as cheap as a Motel 6 or you can stay at a Marriott or uh, gosh, there's like a, a Ritz Carlton or something down there nowadays. I mean, there's I mean, you can stay at uh, uh, over the top luxurious resort. So uh, what's best? You know, is it worth the uh, worth the cost to stay on property at a Walt Disney World Resort? So we wanted to, to kind of do a list and see what uh, some of those benefits are. And then we also wanted to talk about uh, some of the changes of those benefits and what is happening uh, in some of those changes in 2022. Now that we're, um, I, I wouldn't say that we're through the pandemic. The pandemic is unfortunately still with us, um, but hopefully we're gonna be coming out of that soon. But there have been a lot of changes um, in the way Walt Disney World Resort is, is operating. And some of those changes may be affecting your stay at a Walt Disney World Resort. So we wanted to talk about that as well. So this week, uh, my good buddy Ron is going to take the lead on this episode, and he's going to start sharing with us some of those benefits of staying on a Walt Disney World property. So go ahead, Ron, take it on. Take it over. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much. Um, it's been fun to, um, if we are, um, we enjoy staying on property and it was fun to look at some of what the benefits are, um, marketed benefits. And then I think it'll be fun just to talk about why we find it such a benefit to stay on site and how we come about um, deciding whether or not it's a good opportunity for that visit or not because we don't always stay on site there's times that we opt not to and there are benefits that are are um, unique to 2022 um, some of those uniquenesses are due to the pandemic and some are unique due to Disney celebrating 50 years um, so let's dive in and, and talk about that the first benefit of a property, um, destination stay is transportation. Now, what's interesting is that they recently announced that they no longer are going to offer the Magical Express um, that's been discontinued as a as a perk. Now, they the service is going to be continued, but and it's going to be, but it's not a Disney service. It's going to be provided. Uh, via mirrors and there is an additional cost so when we say transportation it's primarily talking about the means to get to and from the parks whether you use a bus a boat or a monorail that transportation is still free and the question then is well isn't that free to all disney guests and it is but it's does not take you to your um location of where you're staying it will only take you to a parking lot or to a disney resort and so transportation while it's not huge on my list as a perk because i tend to be like to be in control of when 
I leave and when I go and with buses and any mode of transportation that you take with Disney, um, you're on what their time frame of and 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 traditionally buses um come and go each 20 minutes so you're not waiting a long time but if you're during a peak season um 20 minutes um sometimes can run long and you can find yourself um in a long line where you have to wait twice for a bus because the bus fills so i prefer um another benefit that we'll talk about here in a little bit but so transportation while it can be a benefit to me it's not one that makes me say oh i've got to stay on site because you get transportation to and from the parks we use that sparingly when we stay on site um the next benefit which this one is um, new to 2022 is early theme park entry and this is daily at each park all the resort guests are welcome into the park 30 minutes early at each of the parks and there's no um, blackout dates there's there's no exclusives to that except that you have to be on site staying on site then you get to take advantage of that early theme park again this would uh this appeals to me highly for my family it does not because my family enjoys sleeping in, but I am an early riser. So it allows me to go to the park and maybe get on that ride that um, I wouldn't be able to get on to because of the, the fast pass situation. And, and it'll give me a chance to ride something that maybe I wouldn't get the chance to ride um, otherwise. So I I'm excited about that one. And, and then the next, um, benefit that's also new to 2022 is extended hours at night. This one's very interesting to me. Um, one, it's only at uh, Magic Kingdom in Epcot, and it's much more like the magic um, hours, um, extra magic hours in that it is each park is on a slick night. And it looks to be approximately two hours that they say open after closing. But here's 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 the catch. It's only available to people that are staying in deluxe resorts. So that was very surprising to me. Um, now, it does include the DVC members that are staying at deluxe resorts. Um, but if you're staying at a value or moderate, you're not invited to enjoy the extended hours at night. I personally um, find that a little discouraging. I'm going to let you guys decide how you feel about that, but that's how it goes. That's, that's the perk. I, uh, that one kind of bothers me a little bit. If you, if you look at um, in, in uh, world history, and, you know, lots of countries used to have what they called the caste system and you had, you know, levels of society and, you know, you had the, the richest people at the top and the, you know, the, the untouchables basically there at the bottom. Like, that's how it makes me feel. If I'm not staying in a deluxe resort that I'm a I'm one of those untouchables, you know, I'm a, a lower class citizen. I'm, I don't know. Well, and, and I think, Dewey, I think that um, 
some feel that way when they don't stay, uh, aren't Disney resort guests at all, that they feel like they're a little bit looked down upon because they're choosing to stay off site. Uh, I don't disagree. I mean, you're paying big dollars to stay at any Disney resort. And I tend to agree with you that if you're staying at a resort, certain resorts should not start getting benefits over another resort. Um, you know, that being said, um, didn't mention during the transportation, I've never stayed at one of the resorts with the monorail. I, that's on my bucket list. I would love to stay at Polynesian or the contemporary or Grand Floridian because I think the transportation of the monorail would be very appealing to me from that perspective versus buses um, because the monorail is much more uh, accommodates a lot more people and it's much more timely. Um, that being said, um, so there is that uniqueness for the deluxe, the deluxe monorails that you get monorail transportation, but that's kind of built in. It's not because it's because the monorail doesn't go to the other sites. This extended hours is truly saying, hey, we're excluding moderates in value from this perk. But the amount of money that you're spending to stay at one of the deluxes kind of makes it, makes that worth it though, because we're not just talking about an extra 50 bucks. It comes out to being another $200 sometimes just to be able to stay at one of the other places. So I think adding that as an extra perk is, is only, is only fair. I mean, it's sorry that I feel sorry that, that those staying at, at the all-star or something like that won't get that experience, but, um, well, I, I, a lot of money. I, I don't disagree with you, Tony. I think the, the reason it feels a little slighted is because of, the extra magic hours that used to include all of the everybody. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fact that they've done that in the past is, is the, is the thing. Yeah. So here's the question. How much is that extra time worth? You know what I mean? Like, are you, if you are planning on staying at a, at a value or a moderate, are you really going to, uh, you know, up your room? Are you going to say, you know what, I'm going to get an extra 30 minutes in the morning every day. So if you're saying probably for not four days, that's extra two hours. That to me is not worth a hundred dollars extra a night. You yeah. know, I, I don't see that as a, it, it's not inspiring me as a moderate or a value resort guest to pay that extra amount. Um, I guess if you're already staying there, then you're like zippity doo die, get extra 30 minutes. And no, 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 no. Early is 30 minutes. Ex extended hours is two hours. At night. At night. And, and only it, Deluxe gets that. And is it um, one park a day or is it? Yeah, it's one park a day. So it's either rotated. Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Studios and Animal Kingdom are not included. In. So but how are they policing that? Is that kind of like what they do with the uh, with the parties? Do they check your your? Yeah, I'm sure it's an armband or, or the ticket itself. I, I didn't read ex how they do that. It, how they're going to limit it. Uh, my oh, guess sorry, is sorry. That, you're only staying at the all-star music. You've got to get out. Right? Yeah, get out of here, peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Take them away. They're like Disney securities there. With, you know, they'll haul you away in cuffs. Uh, and my, I, my guess is it has something to do with the app, like with your tickets and stuff yeah. on there. Yeah, they'll be able to sure. probably yeah. have to 
for the Standard. attractions. I want to ride Peter Pan with your app, sir. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sure. Get out of here, Value Resort peasant. <laughs> Off with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so that was that's the only huge one that I think has some controversy with it. Um, though I will when we get to the end of the list, I think I have a good remedy for my family on how to experience that and not, and, and not break the bank. So I'll share that uh, when we get to the end. Um, number four is early access to dining reservations. So this was always something that as a Disney um, resort guest, you had opportunity to, for making reservations prior and earlier than most um, they have now made that a 60 day in advance plus the numbers of days that you'll be in the park so if you're going to be at the park seven days you can start your reservation process 67 days prior to your stay if you were staying 10 days then it would become 70 days that you could start making your reservations in advance now that is changing from what used to be 180 days for any park, any guest at a resort. So you no longer have the 180 days out. You only have the 60 plus whatever you're staying days. Um, the next perk is that you have the early access to Genie Plus to make your reservations for Genie Plus. Didn't really tell me. I'm assuming that's going to be the same time frame, but I don't know that for sure. It's just I just know that you have early access to it. Um, next is, did you have a question? Uh, now, Genie Plus, you those are same day, right? You have to make those the same day as your trip. I, I think if you're not a resort guest. Okay, so if you're not a resort guest, you have to make Genie Plus reservations uh, the same day of Correct. your of your visit. So, how how early do you get them if you're staying in the the resort? Did you were you able to find that information? I didn't, so I'm assuming it's is very similar to the dining reservations that you can start that sixty. I'd have to confirm that, so um, I don't know that though. Okay, that's interesting. I just know that it's it's prior to, so um, you don't have to get up at seven in the morning to make your reservations like everyone else would. Okay. Um, Next is parking is complimentary at the parks. Here's the catch. You're staying at a resort, so you're already paying for parking. Um, I know, do you, uh, the last show, you kind of mentioned this as a pet peeve, and I don't disagree with you, but if you're used to staying at any uh, downtown resorts, especially in major cities, have always charged for parking. Um, some of your Gaylord resorts have always charged for parking so if you're used to staying at resorts you kind of anticipate a parking fee i don't necessarily say that i agree with it um i actually i don't like paying that parking fee but i do like that parking is free at the at, because if you're off-site and staying at a gaylord you're paying parking but you're also going to be paying for parking at at the at the um, at the um, each individual park, um, how much is it per night? Do you know, twenty five. I or resorts probably can differ, but my guess is that it's approximately twenty five. 
you know, so like, but, but think about it. Like that policy doesn't even make sense. Like, okay, here you go, Disney World Resort guest. If you stay here, you can pay. You can park for free at the theme park, but we're going to make you pay extra to park at the hotel. Yeah, Where, to me, from a marketing perspective, I would just include that cost into the cost of the room so that people don't feel slighted. That's what I, I think, would do. I think that's what they do, though. I think they kind of wrap in the idea that you're paying for parking throughout the resort, not just at your hotel. Yeah, I guess my thing is then don't call it complimentary at the parks thing because it's not really right. It's not really complimentary. You're you've already paid the fee and you're parking. Now, I will say I like that they do offer it because I'm not a bus fan and I'd much rather take my car and go where I want to go. The exception to that is sometimes when we're going to the Magic Kingdom because the buses will take you past the um, transportation center. And you so when you drive to the magic kingdom, that means you still have to go and either catch a ferry or a monorail to get to the park entrance. Um, so. I, I don't think that you have, because I know that your, your trip was during the pandemic, but did you get to try the Skyliner? I haven't. And I'm looking forward to the opportunity to do that. It actually had not opened. It was going to open in two weeks after we were there. Oh, okay. I thought that it was convenient. It was just that I'm not a big fan of it because it just felt like it was going to get caught or stop at any moment. You know, we were oh, really? Yeah, we were just frightened about being stuck up there for, for a long time. I think that's it, was, it was still new when, when I when I wrote it. I think someone had gotten stuck like a few weeks before that. So we were cautious about it and made it very limited. Uh, you know, I take that back. It. it was operational, but we didn't get to we didn't get to take a chance to ride it it was a nice smooth ride if you like that kind of thing it was smooth and that's an that's another perk that um that they've added yeah i forgot about those yeah, yeah i haven't i haven't uh, had a chance to ride the skyliner yet anyway it was operational last time we were there but we weren't staying on property and um we we weren't really park hopping or anything so i didn't need that the, really the only thing if you're not staying on property uh, you could take it from uh, uh, the studios, or yes. you know, to but um, or to Epcot. You could go from the studios to Epcot, right. basically. Um, but we didn't do any park hopping on that trip, so um, it's still kind of a long ride. It. It, it's 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 it seems like it would it would cut down on time, but it's still a, a lengthy ride. And um, at the beginning, anyway, there were lots of queues to get on it. I remember we were thinking of taking that when we left. Um, Hollywood Studios. We were going to go back to. We were staying at our Art of Animation. We were going to go back through the, through the Skyliner, and the line was just too long. So we wound mm -hmm. up calling a lift instead. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, and and that's the other thing. There's so many um, external third party transportation opportunities that are inexpensive too. That. Um, that may even make more sense at this point than taking the car to where you're going. Yeah. A lot of that's changed. I mean, I know at the time Disney had a, a deal with Lyft. In fact, they had something called minivan, which was a, um, a car that was decked out to look like Minnie Mouse's colors, oh. but I don't know if that's in operation anymore. I think a lot of that kind of died out during the pandemic. COVID. Yes. The, the minivan ceased operations when the pandemic uh, hit. I don't know if they plan on bringing that back or not. 
Um, it, there hasn't been anything uh, released, any kind of announcement saying that it will come back at some point, but uh, that did cease operations uh, when the pandemic started. And I, and I will have to say that the cost of, of the, there were four of us, it wound up being a lot less expensive than parking in the park. Had I rented a car and th that there would have been that cost and then there would have been the cost of parking. Um, and that, I, I think the cost of the lift was maybe $20 or less. It yeah. wasn't very much. That's the, so yeah, that would be where when I'm planning a trip, that's what I would have to start really navigating because getting a rental to me was always a no brainer. I, I just didn't like not having the opportunity to have transportation, but with Uber and Lyft now, I think you have a lot more flexibility, even if you don't have a car. So, but also remember, you also have to now factor in the cost of if you're going to get yourself from the airport to yeah, that's true. Uh, to right. Property that is now an additional uh, additional mm -hmm. fee if you're going to take. I know a like an Uber or Lyft from the airport to the Disney parks or to the resort uh, is 50 or 60 bucks. Yeah. And that's each way. Or if you want to do the, uh, what was the magical express and is now the mirrors connect now for a family of four, you're looking at about a hundred bucks. So uh, how much that, is rent a car nowadays though, that they, they raise the price of cars. Rental well. cars are extremely expensive. Uh, it's like a hundred bucks a day. Now it, it's pretty expensive to rent a car. I used to get that. I'm, I'm thinking that price will go down though as they rebuild their 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 fleet because most of them sold their fleets off right due to the pandemic, and I'm sure they're starting to reestablish. Though <laughs> then you're to the the supply chain where cars are very difficult to get right now. So who knows? Though I'm with you, Ron. We, we definitely live in a different world, don't we? I agree with you in, in terms of the buses, though. Um, although they're convenient, you do have to wait for them. You may not get on them if they're too crowded at the resorts. And um, and it takes a while. And it takes yeah. a while to get from one place to another. So I, I agree that the best thing is to be a is to be able to have your own car. Yeah, I'm just I, I, I envy those guys that the the people that can just say, hey, I'm on vacation. I don't care yeah. how long it takes me. Uh, I'm not worrying about driving. I'm not, I'm just not that guy. I, it stresses me out to not be able to get where I want to be when I want to be there. Well, fortunately, the last that. time that I went, it was just for a contained visit for two days and we, we were just going to, to uh, the studios. But um, even so, the bus was not as convenient because even though it took, we wanted to go to Disney Springs, it took us to Disney Springs, but the bus depot at, at Disney Springs is at least a mile walk from yeah. there to, to where the, uh, the stores and everything yeah. were at. It was just, and I was walking with someone who had difficulty walking. It was not pleasant. It was really difficult to get to and from yeah. there. So it wasn't yeah. convenient. And honestly, you know, when you think about Disney and you think about transportation, you know, monorail, that's kind of magical. That's something you don't do yeah. in the regular world. And the, the Skyliner, that's kind of cool, too. You know, most people don't take a gondola trip every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, buses aren't magical. Buses are, you know, you, you go they to They look Disney, just like the New York City buses. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> you know, it, there's nothing magical about a bus. You're, you know. I will say some of the bus drivers really do their uh, really oh, yeah. good job of trying to make it a much different but I've had Disney bus drivers that are just as 
<laughs> yeah. Fruit is the New York bus driver. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I've been on a bus and we've had like sing-alongs and stuff, yeah, you know, exactly. and like singing Disney songs. But you're right. Some of them are a disgruntled bus driver, just like, you know, uh, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, we had one it. that that said that I forget. She made a wrong turn and pulled into Epcot. We're literally a mile from our car. And she's like, this is it. You're getting oh, out. Wow. And I'm just like, my car is over in that parking lot. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not that far. Walk it out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which was not very Disney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're about to go on a magical walk <laughs> to your car. Exactly. This is the end of line for you, buddy. And, and it was late. I mean, there was yeah. So it, it felt a little not unsafe. I never feel unsafe, but you know, it just wasn't. It was not a Disney experience. I'll put it that way. Well, well but speaking of magical walks, there was another option, Ron. Especially if you're staying somewhere near the um, Magic Kingdom. I hope this is still in place. I don't know. It could still have changed. But I actually had the opportunity of being able to stay close enough where I was able to walk there. I, I think I stayed in the old wings of the contemporary back in the day when you could afford that. And I would love waking up in the morning, just walking. It was a five minute walk straight to the kingdom. Yeah. That's still that's an so option. And, and the other option, like boardwalk, if you stay there, yes. you can walk into Epcot. The Epcot so, yeah, and, absolutely. and it was 15 minutes to um, a 15 minute walk alongside the river to uh, the studios as well yeah. from, from boardwalk. And over at the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon, they've actually finally, after what seems like probably two decades, finally finished the walkway between the Grand Floridian and huh. the Magic Kingdom. Oh, really? So that's that opened sometime in, mm, I don't know, 2020 or 2021. I can't remember exactly. Um, but that is finally complete. If you remember back in the 90s when they were doing the you could buy the bricks outside the Magic mm -hmm. Kingdom. Uh, they always talked about, you know, these will eventually circle the Seven Seas Lagoon, right? And that never happened. And they've actually dug up all those via brick things now. But the the walkway is finally complete. So you can walk from uh, really from the Poly even because the Polynesian is connected by walkway to the Grand Floridian. And now finally the Grand Floridian, that walkway to the Magic Kingdom gates has finally been completed. So you can um, you can walk from the Grand Floridian now too. It's it's a pretty good hike. It's it's much further from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom gates than it is from the Contemporary to the Magic Kingdom gates. Uh, it's uh, much farther, but uh, you can do it if you want. And it's probably even if it is a farther walk, you'd probably get there quicker than if you're waiting on a on a bus or something. Not only getting there, but also getting back. I remember staying late uh after the fireworks and then being able to just casually walk back to the resort so that brings us to the next um perk that they have listed which is proximity to your room to the parks no matter what what resort you're at um it's much going to be much closer than any other resort that you can stay at in orlando so that's and if you have young children, I when we first started investigating Disney as a family to go there, people would always say, "Yeah, we're gonna go, but we go back for a nap in the afternoon." I'm like, "Yeah, nap? You're spending this kind of money, and you're going for a nap and not taking every aspect of the of the experience in from day up to day down." And but when you go, you understand that they're especially with small children, it, it, it's probably wiser to take that mid afternoon nap and and then good to be nearby for that 
At the time, though, they also offered extra magic hours. That's, again, a perk that no longer yeah. exists. Um, so I, I don't know that we we did that a couple times. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the naps, but it made sense at the same time. So, yeah, I can see where it makes sense. I'll put it that way. Um, but you going back to the room for, for even getting refreshed is a much more pleasant experience if you're on site than off site because oh, yeah. um, traffic is not near as bad within the magic complex uh, within the Disney complex as it is outside of Disney complex. It's um, not, but it does take you a while to get around though. Oh, it I does. Yeah. One, one time I stayed at the, uh, at the, uh, the Caribbean and mm-hmm. it just took, forever to get from there to back to one of the parks that I was at. And and I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of the signs around Disney. They're very confusing to me. They can um, be. And before the days I had that I had a GPS, I ended up taking wrong turns and, and doubling my trip because the signs to me were just not as clear as they could be. With GPS now, um, I get turn by turn and it's much more pleasant to drive around the Disney complex. Oh, that must be pretty cool. You get to use GPS at Disney. Yeah. That's neat. And yeah, I really, each, everything's there. So it's, it's very known and, and you know that you're getting there the fastest way. Now, even then I it's still can be, if you're trying to watch signs and follow your GPS, I got a, couple of times i got turned around <laughs> do you guys drive all the way from where you live or do you rent a car when you get there when we lived in ohio we would we do our best to fly in and then rent we drive now it's only a 10 hour drive from where we're at now um i still would you like do it to straight or do you stop oh no we do it straight wow uh we typically drive down especially in the summer when we're going down in the summer we, uh, you know, because we're going to be there like a month or so, then we'll definitely drive. Um, and then normally, I mean, we would normally drive anyway. We've flown down a couple of times, but even when we go like a Christmas, we'll drive because when we go down there, we're doing Christmas with uh, with my in-laws down there. So we got to haul back all our Christmas presents. You know, that we we drive down and we're taking Christmas presents with us for my mother-in-law and father-in-law. And then we're uh, driving back with the presents and, you know, of course my, my kids are getting presents. So they get a bunch of stuff from the grandparents. So, uh, driving, we have to drive so we can haul back all the Christmas presents from, from pop and Mimo. But, um, the, uh, uh, it's, we do, we always take a car with us. We always take a car with us. We've only flown as a family. I think we've only flown once all four of us. Uh, I've gone down a couple of times. I know a few years ago, uh, probably 2013, 2014, my son and I went down. uh, We flew down for the Daytona 500 in February of 2013. And uh, so we flew down a couple of days early and uh, went to a couple of parks, you know, just for because we were there a few days early and stuff. So there's times when we have flown down. But typically, if we we go down as a family, we always drive Um, back when the kids were younger, we would because I live in Delaware. So it's about a depends on traffic and stuff, but it's anywhere between 14 and 17 hours, depending on traffic. Um, 
when the kids were younger, we would get up at like 2 a.m. and get in the car and we would drive straight through. And that way the kids would sleep in the car until, you know, 7 or 8 a.m. And that was nice. The kids were asleep for at least half of the trip. Um, as the kids got older, we didn't need to, you know, when they were little, they were they were little kids. So they were hollering and wanted out of their car seats and all that kind of stuff. When they got older and we could entertain them with iPods and 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 that kind of stuff, it wasn't so important that we left so early. And that made it a little bit better. But we've almost always uh, taken our own cars. Cool. Um, so we talked about the proximity to the parks. We talked about saving time. Another perk that they mentioned is many of the standard rooms sleep up to five. That And, and they mentioned that that's really only convenient if you have a small child. It's yeah. really not convenient for a, a fifth adult. Um, Unless so, they're like sleeping really close to each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the other perk is pools i don't know how if you guys have experienced the pools at yeah. disney but they're they're pretty awesome yeah. um, most of them have slides most of them uh, have a water park feel but the one at i think it's at boardwalk may not be but one of them truly feel it has a lazy river it truly feels like a water oh, that's park. a yeah, on beach. yeah, yeah beach. that's it that's it and um um so in the, the thing that I like, because we always try to go in the off season, or at least what used to be off seasons, um, the pools are heated. So you could swim even when it's what, but it, when you're from the north, swimming in, in January, 70, 80 degree weather is yeah. more conducive than, but if with the pools heated, I think it makes it nice for anybody. Um so the pools are are something that would was a big draw for us because we would like to, though I'm not a big fan, my family's a big fan of taking a resort day and just enjoying the resort. And I will say every time we do it, I'm glad we do it. Um, I just love getting in the park. So, um, but the you resort. Guys, do you guys have pools at home? Yeah, we, I you actually, do, right? have, yeah. we have one in our backyard. So. I, I don't there's no reason to have a swimming pool in in delaware you can use it like <laughs> 17 days out of the year any other time it's too cold uh at least for my southern blood man it's got to be the water's got to be like 90 degrees or more for me to yeah. enjoy a, a pool i don't like getting into a pool and my teeth chattering that's <laughs> just not fun for me so it makes zero sense to have a pool in delaware um I mean, look, I've lived in Delaware 20 years and it's been hot like three times. It could just, it doesn't get hot here. It doesn't get hot here. Um, so we, uh, water temperature for me, I just need the water temperature to be a little above 75, maybe 76, 77. Oh my God. That is, oh, holy, that is a cold beverage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do not want to immerse my body into 75 degree water. Um <laughs> So us swimming, we we get um, our pool is normally opened late April, swimming in May, and we kept it open through October this year. So, so do you still you still get a kick out of going to the resort pools where not just in Disney but just in general? Do you do you still? I do. I'm a I'm a water guy, so I really do. Um, it's 
now that we have a granddaughter, it's always more fun when you have. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now that we have a granddaughter, it'll be more, even more um, important. So now the pools were always a draw. Now my father-in-law has a pool at his place and, and he lives in St. Cloud. Uh, now I don't mind having a, a, a pool day there, uh, you know, cause I, first of all, I'm not dealing with someone else's kids and stuff. Right. You know, it's just my family and, and everything there. So uh, I enjoy a, a pool day at um, at my father-in-law's house. And once we move down there uh, in a couple of years, we will 100% positively guaranteed we will have a pool uh, there. It makes sense to have a pool in Florida because yeah. you can use it like 10 months out of the year rather than 10 days out of the year in Delaware. So uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of uh, Florida swimming pools for sure. Well, but speaking of, of the pools of the resorts, uh, one of the perks that I used to find, I'm, I don't again, I, it's been a while for me. I'm just letting the listeners know it's been a while since I've been at the parks. But when we used to stay at the resorts, one of the good things about the pools there is that usually during the daytime, everybody's busy at the parks. Right. So you kind of get the whole place kind of to yourself. I, I mean, I remember lots uh, i've been to i used to stay we stayed at a lot of different resorts at disney world and i remember i don't ever remember any of them being crowded the most that i can remember maybe was um at the one you just mentioned the boardwalk and even that um at night we had it all to ourselves so the the one perk that you have is is almost like what ron was saying with with it you're spending all that money why don't you spend it in the parks i think most of the people that do actually do and and you and and even so some of these resorts especially the deluxe ones like i know the yacht and beach club and uh, i think even the animal kingdom have a separate section where it's kind of a, a quiet area where you can have yeah they do not pool. all of the resorts offer quiet yeah like, i don't think the values do but most of the resorts do the and values actually uh, i stayed at um at um all-star music and they did they, they oh had, did they okay yeah. maybe, then maybe i'm mistaken on that because you know why because everybody went to the main one in sure. all-star at the all-star resorts has that big main one that has all the characters in it that's where all the kids would usually be but the individual resort pools were less crowded yeah yeah i think you said that saratoga spring had one that was less crowded um and more quiet so yeah anyway the pools have always been that's disney or not anytime we stay we make sure there's a pool available and it's not there's important when we when the kids were when now that we don't have kids at home but um definitely when we had kids and yeah cleanliness the 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 just the manicureness of the resorts even i think i was telling you guys we stayed at a value and it the space and the feel of a value to me is almost motel six ish, mm -hmm. but the cleanliness, you don't feel like you're at a value or an economy hotel when you're yeah. staying there. I'm just saying from the overall, the way it feels, explain the difference, but the way it feels, not the cleanliness, not the comfort of it it's kind of open the way a, a value a motel six would be where you you have people above you people below you you hear them traipsing and you hear the yeah you hear in, on in the, you, the door goes directly outside the doors and you have a corridor that you're going down so and the space um, isn't as big in some of right. those rooms either right so it's it i would 
not hesitate to stay in a value at all. Um, but if I had the opportunity to stay in a moderate or a deluxe, I would choose that over though. I will say uh, the, some of the Disney magic that we felt was definitely more experienced in a value than it was at a moderate or one of the deluxes, just because they focus more on the icons of characters yeah. and, and things of that nature. Whereas some of the deluxe is just more theming and not even per se a Disney theme as yeah, much like a convention theme, yeah. theme like yeah. the, the Disney Caribbean beach or, um, right. or even contemporary, it's more of convention feel. Sure. Um, one, so there's all, obviously all kinds of dining options when you stay on site. Oh, yeah. um, and then you have, they listed this. I don't see, I don't get this one discounted magic bands. Most of everything is done on the phone. Now the magic band is still a option and you get discounts to purchasing them. I think that's more of them trying to clear their inventory than anything, but well, that's kind I mean, of a negative way of looking at it. <laughs> let's be honest. Magic bands used to be free. So, yeah, and that's a that, there you go. Right. You know, that didn't used to be a part because they didn't used to make you buy a magic band. Really? They were free. Oh, yeah. They were free for years. So they, and, they and I never we never attended when you could use a magic band. I know that that's aging out, but well, we did, but we didn't stay long enough to justify. And every time that we had gone, it, they were free to resort. Yes. Right. Not free and general. correct yeah resort guests if you when you booked it they would mail them to you oh to yeah house. right 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 they did they did they did in 2020 yeah so we did we never stayed on site since um they had those it would have been fun but we never now it's all via the phone and then of course just the perk of being within the disney bubble i do see that as a perk um, even though it's not like it was 20 years ago, I think customer service that you experience at Disney is still second to none. It's world-class it's in, in, so when you're on Disney property, you experience that Disney customer service and that uniqueness of being in that very different world that's self-inclusive and able to be lived in so um so that's all the perks um i wanted to talk about refillable mugs i've always been part of um a resort experience that currently my understanding is that they are offering it still um but the refillable mug which i didn't know this until i started doing some research because when we did it there was no technology to it now there's an rfid so it monitors how many times you go to get a refill. And if you're buying a one-time drink where it's not refillable, it's refillable for up to three times within an hour. Once an hour has passed, you can no longer refill it at all. And you can only refill it three times within that hour. So I found that kind of interesting. And I think that's different than the resort mug, though. That's only if you're just buying... Uh, a mug with refill. no no yes that's yeah. not a refill that's a one-time drink per yes yes the refillables are as much as you want but the rfid limits that you had to have purchased this year's mug because i remember being at the parks and people would even suggest bringing your refillable mug back 
to use it because people would not really be monitoring that, which I found, I don't know that I agree with that um, mentality and didn't do that, but people would recommend people do that. And now that's impossible with the RID because that system will say, yes, this mug can be refilled or no, this mug cannot be refilled. Now, the, what's unique is no mug can be used. You have to go to the counter and get a paper cup and it still has an RID. So you can't just go request wow. a paper cup. It has to have that chip so that it knows that you can refill. Well, that's because of the pandemic. I think. Right. Yeah, it's a pandemic. That's a yes. pandemic thing. So how much were they charging for the paper cup? No, no, there's no charge for it. You've got, you have to have your refillable mug with you. Oh, I see. And then you can transfer it and make messes everywhere. So then you can just pour it into your mug. Yeah. Somehow that's, uh, I don't, um, I'm, maybe I'm not a scientist. It's, it, you, you use, you can reuse that cup, that paper cup to refill your mug. No, no, you can't. Mug. No, you can't. You have to get a new paper mug cup each time. Okay. Which sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, it makes no sense to me. But that being said, there you go. Refillable, um, the refillable mugs are awesome. I can we don't often stay uh at resorts, uh, but when we do, we do it when it's free dining, when they yep. used to do that. I don't know if you're gonna talk about that, so we don't are. want to steal your thunder, but no, you're good. Um We've done that a few times and well, I wore out that refillable mug, yeah. you know, especially my kids, you know, they, we stayed at, I mean, we stayed at pop century one time and uh, on those pool days that you talked about, uh, we would hang out at the pool and we'd probably refill that thing 15 times in a day. You know, uh, it, the refillable mugs are definitely a perk. Sure. Yep. Um, and then the only other thing that I want to talk about, which, um, kind of is off the beaten path of resort staying, but I want to mention it because my family found a lot of opportunity in this and that's renting DVC points. So we've stayed at the wilderness lodge. We've stayed at Saratoga Springs. We've stayed at boardwalk. Um, two of those boardwalk and, and wilderness lodge are considered deluxe resorts. And so by renting DVC points, we stayed at deluxe hotels for the cost that it would, almost the cost of a value hotel. So not only would it, now this has been 15, 20 years ago. So I don't know that you can find the same value or not. You'd have to do some research and see what DVC points cost now to rent and see what it would cost to use them for a deluxe. But back in the day, um, we could stay at a deluxe hotel by renting points. Um, and that would open up that extended hours for you at night by staying on a deluxe resort via DVC points. Um, I, so even if the extended hours were not an option, we found a lot of joy, um, being able to stay at deluxe resorts that we would not have paid the extra cost to stay at a deluxe had we not found that option. Um, and then the only other thing that I wanted to talk about the, the perks that used to be available and Dewey, you alluded to it as Disney dining plan. And this has been offered both as a cost and, um, free. 
And there's while there's no ETA of when it's going to return, Disney has confirmed that it's going to return. Um, so that's good news because Disney dining to me makes staying on site. That's the ultimate perk to staying on site is um, Disney dining because most of the time you can get it when it's being offered for free and you get, I, we found a lot of value. Now there was a lot more value when it first came out because it included your duty. It included dessert, it included appetizer. Now you have to choose what the, the plan that you want is going to include. And I'm sure the free one that they offer is most basic and that you'd have to upgrade to anything more that you'd want. That being said, I think it's still a great perk and I look forward to when it returns. Um, perks that are discontinued. We've talked about Magical Express that's discontinued, though still available at a cost through the mayor's company. Fast Pass is retired and Genie Plus is in. And we all know that that has added a cost to your stay as well. And then finally, extra magic hours are out, at least for now, at least through the 50th celebration, because they added the um, extended hours at night in the early theme park entry, at least through the 50th anniversary. Yeah, I the the Disney dining plan absolutely worth every penny if you're buying it but then uh, when it's free oh holy smokes that that thing is uh worth the price of admission for sure we had we had a ball once with my uh my mother-in-law who uh we went down the down there and we we were on the disney dining plan and we would have her us order these really expensive meals that were covered under this plan and then they'd give you the bill of how much it would have cost anyway and we we'd show her and we'd say look at this and the looks on her face is she would just drop when she'd find out that that it would have cost that much money for us to have eaten that yeah it's crazy. We, I did a running tally the first time I did it because I'm like, this costs a lot of money. I'm wondering if I'm, and, and here's the, here's the caveat though. Had I not had the dining plan, I wouldn't have eaten two yeah. meals. I wouldn't have gone to the counter once. Every right. I, you said, I mean, you're eating, I mean, it almost turns into. It was. It, that's what it was for us. It was vacation. just like, you're just going to eat. Every, it's yeah. like, oh, we just got out of breakfast. Where are we going to eat next? <laughs> yeah, it inspires you to overeat. For sure. Yeah, it yeah. does. Oh, absolutely. Does. Yeah. yeah. But it also inspired us to try some things that I would never have tried and probably will not go. We talked about my mm-hmm. finickiness anyway. And um, so. And you could get to a sample Disney's world-class dining throughout the entire resort. Right. And, and, you know, you might not, you might think of it as just theme park food. If you go out to the resorts, you'll start seeing that it's more than that. It's actually yeah. really, really, really good food. Yeah. In different places. Well, and, and when you just, when you say just theme park food and throw Disney into that realm, you've just taken it a whole nother yeah. notch up than what say you would get at Kings Island, Kings right. Island, you're going to get what I would consider theme park food versus a hot dog and a, yeah, you're going to get a hot dog and, and some maybe some hand cut french fries that are delicious. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that theme park food is second class, but when you talk about theme park food versus Disney, Disney's definitely a step above, in my opinion. And Ron, I know you were concerned about are you spending, are you wasting your time? Um, at the resort rather than being at the parks. I think what we used to do is we'd plan it so that we could sort of have enough time for both. 
you know, where yeah. we, you know, if you, if you get a five day pass, but you're staying for seven days, you get two days where you just get to enjoy the resort. Yeah. And, and I will say, um, when I, when I had not done resorts at all, and you're talking about resort hopping and stuff, mm-hmm. you just don't, Disney just makes it where, I mean, we, we plan a whole day just for down what used to be downtown yeah. Disney is now Disney Springs. Um, and you can have fun just a day in, in downtown or Disney Springs. Yeah. So you can and the resorts are very similar that each of them offer, um, you're not supposed to go to other resorts and swim. Right. Um, and, and they probably, probably patrol that a little better they now. Yeah. Um, but back in the day we stayed somewhere and we were very disappointed to learn that the pool was down, but they, then we had the option to go and swim wherever we wanted. And so we got to experience some pools that we wouldn't have otherwise got to experience. So. Yeah, that's definitely one of the, the best things about staying on site. All right. So that was a pretty good, I guess, what we're going to round up yeah. of, uh, of all the perks of staying on Disney property. Uh, so, Ron, I think you're saying that, yes, it's worth it, right? Is that your Yeah, overall? I think, you know, what I would say is that I think each stay, especially with the Disney plan, dining plan not being offered right now, I think it just, I think, Sometimes it makes sense for our family to stay on site. Other times it doesn't. I will say it's much every time we've stayed off site, we've encountered situations that make it not so magical. And there's never been a time that we've stayed on site that we've regretted staying on site, though. There is a cost and and you have to take that into account. I will say that, um, again, you know, we normally stay with family when we're down there. And then when we're not staying with family, we're typically we, we spend at least a week each year in our timeshare that we have. Uh, it's at the Sheridan, the Vistana Villages that so we own a week there. Uh, so most of our trips, we don't stay at a Disney resort. Um, and but what that's not because we don't want to. My wife and I have actually talked about our plans when we move down there. Uh, in just a few years is that um, a couple of times a year, we plan on just taking a couple of days, maybe two days, maybe a weekend or something, doing it a couple of times a year, we're going to try new resorts. And oh, we want to just to just to experience things that we never had a chance to because we're not typically staying at a Disney resort because we're staying with family. So when we live down there, we're going to do, I guess, what they call like a staycation. We're going to do a staycation. We're just going to go and do a weekend or something at yeah i'd uh, recommend you do it during the weekday though because the resorts are exponentially cheaper during the week that's that's a good point they're less busy less busy yeah and less busy yes but the cost is going to be a lot less if you stay during the week and that's something saturday friday and saturday are most expensive yeah (laughs) and that's something we want to do We, we don't haven't really done that a lot stayed at resorts because we have family down there, sure. but we recognize the, the appeal of the Disney resorts. So we, we want to try that. Once we live down there, we plan on doing that a couple of times a year just to, because goodness gracious, the animal kingdom lodge and the, the wilderness oh. lodge. I mean, those things are beautiful. I mean, just, I, I, we've gone to the animal kingdom lodge a couple of times just to, 
uh, just to walk in and, and we walked out and saw the animals in the backyard. And I mean, that place is beautiful. Well, not to mention some of these are top resorts. They're on top list of, of, of resorts around the world. These are not, I mean, you're staying in some of the best of the best. Absolutely. And I was just going to mention that uh, it's it's funny that you, you mentioned the uh, animal kingdom lodge uh, Dewey because I was going to mention that that one of the other perks you get about uh, staying in a Disney resort is that if you if you can't sleep and you have to get up in the middle of the night say from somebody who did um, I would I got up a couple times during our stay of Animal Kingdom and just walked the halls uh, and I mean I'll show these pictures up online later but just being able to see some of the the beauty and the thought that goes behind some of the architecture in there is is great and that's the same for any of those resorts my last day was at the um art of animation um because there were a bunch of us and we had a little kid with us and he absolutely loved the fact that the room was made to resemble cars and one of the, his little bed opened up and there was a car and um, it was, it, they, they think about a lot of these little details that make it a little bit extra. And one other thing I just remembered looking at my picture here, um, when you stay at one of the deluxe resorts that were at the castle, um, uh, one of the things that I enjoyed from the contemporary, uh, and also w- we saw this from when we went to eat at, at the Grand Floridian, was right here, what's on my shirt, the, the, water, um, the water parade that would, uh-huh. that would go by. Mm-hmm. um yeah and that that's a little i remember when we were staying at one of those resorts and someone said look out the window look out the window you see this this amazing parade going on in the water behind you there's no reason for any company to do that but disney adds that little touch so that you can while you're staying in your room you look out the window and there's a, a light parade going on i mean it's just 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 so fun well i know uh we weren't staying there at the time but a couple years ago we went, uh, we just wanted to go check out Animal Kingdom Lodge and learn more about it. They do, and it's free, a free tour of the Animal Kingdom Lodge where they take you, uh, it's before the restaurants open. So they take you on a walking tour of Boma and Jico and tell you like all kinds of stories about how the decor relates to Africa. And uh, they, they talk about the, and Jico specifically, the uh the walls like it when you're when you're eating there it changes from like dawn to dusk so you get a different you know like the the lighting is different and stuff and then there was like a free um a bread tasting or something you got to try some of the dips and stuff and that was all free and it was really cool they talked about african heritage and and you know how it how the disney imagineers incorporated that into the design of the restaurant and of the of the the resort itself and we went and sat at the the bar that sits above boma and had a drink and just kind of absorbed the you know the the ambiance and stuff and it was really a lot of fun and you know that's the kind of stuff that we want to do when we go and start doing our little staycations there we just want to experience all that because disney you know their design and their imagineer work and stuff is is absolutely amazing so well they even had uh storytelling hours at that hotel by campfire mm-hmm. they have and not not only there but all the different hotels have these activities that keep yeah. you interested i think at some of the values they have movie night where you get to watch a movie from the pole from the pool all of them actually tony have all of them now yeah i mean i mean even i've got my um souvenir map from um 
where we stayed the first time that we went to, to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And even that, the detail on that is, is fantastic. So um, yeah, th there's definitely so many perks to staying there. And some of that stuff, you like you wouldn't even, it's probably not listed as a perk, you know, but no, not at all. Think about it. Some of that stuff really is a perk. It's, it's stuff yeah. that, um, you know, you're not going to get if you stay down at the Holiday Inn, you know, down in Kissimmee or whatever. And also the gift shops. I mean, the gift shops are amazing in each of these places. A couple of them have a full on Disney store in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And last time when we did that little trip uh, to Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, you know, and uh, my family and I, we were talking about, you know, at the time it was, you know, it was my dream to live down there and to work at Disney and stuff. And we were walking around the 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 gift shop in the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I was like, it would even be fun to work here. I could be a, like a gift shop uh, attendant or cashier or whatever at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I would love my job every single day, you know, it was just, you know, it's just part of the magic. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I think the Disney resorts are pretty amazing. And, um, well, the, the, um, Wilderness Lodge has a restaurant that they have a waitress that literally has been there since we've been going. Her name is MJ. And we, we, um, met with her, um, this past trip, it was so much fun. And um, she always makes it a magical meal there. Um, if you've never been to Whispering Canyon, it's a it's a fun place to eat too. So lots of fun stuff can happen at the Disney Resort. So that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good research there, Ron. Thanks for doing all that and and taking us along the the perks and benefits of staying at a Walt Disney World Resort hotel. It was good stuff. All right, so let's scoot on over to the next segment. This is what we like to call What's Happening Now in Walt Disney World. And this week, some exciting stuff happened because on Saturday, the 14th of January, Walt Disney World opened the 2022 Festival of the Arts over at Epcot. The celebration, which runs from January 14th all the way through February 21st, features something for the entire family. The celebration features many of the staples that Epcot celebrations have become known for, and that's food, music, and merchandise. Booths are set up all around the World Showcase Lagoon, featuring the, what Disney calls, and this is a quote from the Disney World site, irresistible bites and sips, captivating entertainment, and visual arts featuring exceptional talent that proves the power of imagination. So this year, the live entertainment features the Disney on Broadway series, which will present sensational songs from award-winning Disney on Broadway musicals. Also, in conjunction with the celebration, Disney debuted a brand new Points of Light show on Spaceship Earth. The new show features the classic Muppet song, The Rainbow Connection, along with stunning new rainbow lighting effects. So, fellas, a couple of questions. One, have you ever been to one of the Festival of the Arts celebrations? And I'd like to talk about that for a second or two. And then let's talk about uh, some of the craziness we've seen that's been happening uh, just in the last couple of days at this year's Festival of the Arts celebration. So let's talk about that real quick. So, guys, have you guys ever been to a Festival of the Arts? I, I've not had the opportunity to go to a Festival of the Arts. I haven't either. I'm not sure when it started, but I don't remember it ever being in place when I've ever been to Disney World. I'm not real sure when it started either. I've been to it a couple of times. Uh, it's actually really cool. Um, kind of like what they say there, what I, what I just read, is that um, 
the celebration features many of the staples of Epcot celebrations. And it kind of does. It doesn't look a whole lot different than if you go to the, um, the, the wine festival and, you know, some of those others that you've got all the food booths around world showcase. So you can try uh, food from different countries and stuff. It looks kind of like that, but a lot of the booths have uh, arts and crafts and things like that. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of artists featured where you can get really any kind, anything you can imagine that is Disney art is there. I mean, paintings and sculptures and, you know, knickknacks, there's all kinds of stuff. And it's all somehow related to Disney art. And what's really cool is uh, many of the artists or the artisans that create that stuff uh, are, are there on site. And so if you get a painting or if you get a print or something, they'll sign it for you. And you get to meet the artists and everything. So that's really cool. I've enjoyed doing that. Uh, and then all the a lot of the food is somehow art themed. So like I've seen a cookie, like a chocolate chip cookie that was shaped like a, like a painter's, uh, what are those things called? You know, the little thing with the, the thumb hold? The palette. The palette, yeah. So the cookie is shaped like a painter's palette and it's got icing, uh, little drips of icing that looks like paint, you know? So it's really... Uh, really well themed, you know, Disney does a, a great job with their theming and stuff, but I've been to the Festival Arts Festival of Arts a couple of times and always really enjoyed it. I mean, gosh, you know, Epcot's my favorite, so I, I love being around Epcot and stuff and, you know, the food's great and it's really neat being able to mingle and with the artists and look at their stuff and everything. It's always been a lot of fun. And so is there art that's priced at every price range or is it pretty much out of? No, no, it's, um, <clears throat> you can get in just little trinkets and, and some small stuff. Uh, I've seen like little Disney figurines that might be, you know, the size of a, uh, of like a chapstick or something, you know, sure. just a couple, two inches or so all the way up to thousands of dollars for these legit oil paintings and stuff. You know I mean? Just the, the whole spectrum, you know, uh, How do you get that then, out of the park. I wonder. Uh, well, they'll ship it for you. They'll ship I'm just it for teasing. You. I'm just imagining someone walking around with that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of them are gigantic, like, yeah. you know, window size. But uh, we've bought a couple of prints of, uh, of really nice ones. I know my son got one a few years ago um, and the artist was there. So it was kind of cool. He's, he's a Star Wars fan like I am and always liked Boba Fett. So he got... Um, a Boba Fett print and the artist was there. So it was signed, you know, by the artist and everything. And I think it was personalized. I actually think it says my son's name on it and everything. But, um, but let me ask though, wasn't, I, I remember there used to be a store, I believe it was in Disney village that used to have the art prints. And I think, did that go away? And was that replaced by this? No, it's still there. Um, it's right over by rainforest cafe and it's uh, the art of Disney. That store is still there. And it's very similar to that. The kind of things that you see in the Art of Disney uh, is the kind of stuff that you'll see at the Festival of the Arts. But it's, you know, like I said, much bigger. And you walk around the World Showcase. And it's kind of set up so they kind of have it themed to the, the countries also. So, um, you know, if it's got a Mexican flair to it, it'll be at the Mexico Pavilion and those kind of things. So uh, it's really neat. But I all, noticed, too, there was, a sort of an, there was sort of an interactive... Um, thing with this as well right where you get to paint on some wall or color in a few things uh they yeah they do they've had murals and and stuff like that they've done different things uh you know obviously they they try to make it new and interesting from year to year 
So uh, they do some stuff. I think I saw something where there was like a uh, something with figment, so you could um, so you could paint figment or something. Uh, uh, you know, it changes every year, but it's really neat. I also noticed. Speaking of figment, I saw that they there was a big hullabaloo this week with regard to a uh, a new popcorn bucket that was available. Shaped yeah, look. <laughs> so look, call me crazy, but I thought a popcorn bucket was just a receptacle that would hold, you know, fluffy and you popcorn. And you toss it away after you're done. Uh, I still have a couple of old, uh, you know, old, old popcorn buckets that like will hold pens or something. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Uh, but normally, yeah, I just throw them in the recycle because, you know, it's plastic, you know. But apparently this figment, it's a this popcorn. Oh, in the last year or so, Disney has kind of uh, gone crazy with maybe more than Making just more year, of that. But, yeah. um, I remember a couple of years ago, they had a gigantic one. It was about the size of a microwave oven. It was like <laughs> a, a TIE fighter. Yeah, or the Millennium you know? Falcon they had. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. great. I'm not joking. When I say the size of a microwave, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. It was literally free, like this big. And I'm, I know some of y'all may be listening and not watching, but like the size of a microwave oven. And I think it held like 10 ounces of popcorn, but it was <laughs> a gigantic thing, but it barely held any popcorn. You know, it's just this really big spaceship. So... Yeah, they on Saturday. And you, and you strap it around your neck and you walk around all hunched over. And yeah, and then when you get to the car at the end of the day, you need a, you need a chiropractor <laughs> for carrying around this gigantic popcorn bucket. But yes, yeah, so on Saturday, the 14th, with the opening of uh, the Festival of Arts for 2022, they released this. Uh, I mean, look, I love it because I love Figment. Figment is a throwback to original Epcot. So I'm, I'm a fan. But I saw that some people waited like seven and a half hours for this bucket. And <laughs> I, look, I, 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 I don't think there's anything on this planet I would wait seven and a half hours for. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I can't think of anything that I Not would anymore, wait in anyway. line. Yeah. No, I, I cannot think of a single thing I would wait in a line for were seven giving, and a half hours. Were for. they giving them away or did, <laughs> no. I didn't. I, I, was, oh, I, I mean, Ron, you're again, so funny. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the only thing I could conclude when I saw six-hour lines, seven-hour lines. I'm like, Disney is giving away something for the first time. No, they are, they're giving away the chance for someone to spend thirty bucks. Ron, let wow. me tell you, if Disney could figure out a way to charge you for oxygen while in the parks, they would do it. Absolutely. They are not giving away anything. <laughs> Although I did see the the, the the consolation prize. If you didn't get a bucket, you could get a little spork for $2.99 that was shaped like that. Yeah, they like, sorry about that seven-hour wait. We're out of buckets, but here's a purple spork. Tell me you're kidding. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. It so was you're a- telling me they didn't even cut the line off when they realized that people were... I don't know what happened with that because I heard them say that, the, that, it was, that it was sold out in 15 minutes. But were those people waiting in line for seven hours before those 15 minutes, or did they have more during the course of the day? I, I don't know. I just, okay. I, I know that they waited in line for seven hours or whatever. And there's um, a great video. I think it's WW News Today who has a video of this line that just keeps going on and on. It just goes forever. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> we, we saw those lines when we were there in March. Because they were doing social distancing. Oh, okay. The lines would just wrap around the park, even though it was... Either that or they were complaining for uh, not being able to get on a rise of resistance. Like an hour-long line regular. Yeah, it's like a half-hour line, but it, it, was, it went for 
300 yards because right. people were six feet apart. Right? Well, I remember yeah. Trisha, when Trisha was here, she mentioned that uh, there was a similar thing for the other popcorn buckets that was celebrating the 50th anniversary. The 50th, and those were, those yes. are just balloons shaped like Mickey heads. Correct. Right. Yep. It was like the Mickey balloons, but it was I mean, a popcorn bucket shaped that way. I mean, this is very cute, but what really are you going to do with that after, <laughs> after waiting all this time? Well, did you see that there were people like uh, in line for that bucket? They're waiting to get their bucket and they already had them listed on eBay. Oh, no. Them. Yes. For get this $200. Uh, see, that's 200 wrong. bucks. So there like, you go. Did it, oh, yeah. That's what it is. That's the people. That's why they're waiting in line. They're trying to make a buck. So yeah, that that's uh, that's a little sad. That's not really. Uh, that's not in the Disney spirit, if you ask me. Wouldn't you hate to be the last person in line who gets there? <laughs> like, sorry. sorry, sorry. It's like uh, you can go to eBay and, and <laughs> it's get like one. I think the guy in front of you selling his for two hundred. Yeah, yes, exactly. absolutely. You can go bid. Either that or go stand in line at customer service and and complain to them. It's like that's uh, that Marty Moose. You, you guys seen Christmas or not Christmas Vacation, but the Europe? Not nah, it's not uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. It's like the, the moose out front should have told you, folks. <laughs> we're out of pigment buckets. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that was crazy. But Festival of the Arts, uh, aside from having to buy your figment popcorn bucket on eBay for two hundred bucks, besides that, Festival of the Arts is a really cool thing. If you've been to the food and wine. Um, then it's similar to that, but it's kind of focused on art. So, oh, you, you just remind food. Speaking of, of that, you just reminded me that uh, one. I'm looking here at some of the offerings, the Disney on Broadway concert series. I, I just want to say I know I've been privileged enough because I live in New York City to have seen all the Disney on Broadway shows, but. Um, you guys are not being shortchanged. The actors who they're, the performers who they're bringing on there are the actual people who performed those roles on Broadway. Um, wow. I'm yeah, I'm familiar with, with who they're bringing there. All of the, the, there's the guy who played Tarzan, the woman who played Mary Poppins, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. They've got the actual people who were on Broadway in those series. That's legit. I didn't, yeah. I just figured it was Disney World entertainers singing Broadway no. songs. That's interesting. That's well, pretty I've impressive. I read that as well, Tony, that they were bringing the original cast. Mm -hmm. Or no, maybe not the original, but people that had definitely played. Actually, people have been there. Yeah, like the genie is the genie who was on Broadway, things like that. I saw the Aladdin show on Broadway, and that guy that played genie was Oh, yeah, he was fantastic. He was really he was really yeah. Oh, and uh, the guy that played Jafar, when I saw oh. it on Broadway, was the actual, actual. voice of the, the animated Jafar. So yes. that was amazing. That was cool. Wow, was you amazing. know what? And I don't know. We saw it last um, February. Yeah, last February. And I don't know if that was the case or not. Yes, he was still there. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was. It's probably been four or five years since I saw it. But it was, I mean, it, the, the voice actor that did Jafar on the uh, on the actual animated show animated feature uh was the the actor that played jafar on broadway so that well, was super i'm cool. looking here at the schedule of ariel jacobs and adam jacobs their brother and sister but and they played different times but they were both in aladdin as aladdin and jasmine carrie butler was in beauty and the beast Taylor Long was in aladdin and i saw him in other things on broadway heidi bickenstaff was in little mermaid i saw all of these people so it's, it, these are real performers and ashley brown of course well, that's pretty cool. So, uh, definitely, uh, I definitely, like I said, I've been to Festival of the Arts. It's it's very similar to to Food and Wine and all those other really cool celebrations they do at Epcot. So, 
if you're an artsy kind of folks and you want to go check that out, I would highly recommend it. Lots of good stuff. I want to see the the rainbow connection. I I want to see the 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 points of light shows on Spaceship Earth. I haven't seen it in person. Looks absolutely amazing on uh, on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I was shocked to to see that as well. I'm surprised you even watched it, Dewey. Normally, you want to see stuff in person. Well, because I don't. The stuff that I know is limited that I may not get to go see. I'll watch it because oh, I I I had the impression that that was a new staple. I don't know. I I think it's part of the Festival of the Arts. Gotcha. So now I will say I didn't watch the whole show. I just watched about a 15 second snippet so I could hear the music and I could see the rainbow lights on the spaceship Earth. But I didn't watch the whole show. But you're right. If there's things like a Rise of Resistance, I have not watched a video of that because I want to be surprised. Sure. But um, I, I was trying to place. Uh, I think Trisha had mentioned this when she was on that the show lasts for a few minutes uh, at a few minute intervals. Is that how they? Yes. Basically, the um, the lights are on the whole night. The, you know, they they stay on and they do cool effects and stuff. But then every and I don't know the interval, but every whatever minutes, um, it'll uh, kind of like the member of when Fountain of Nations in mm -hmm. the center of Epcot used to like it always you know was a fountain. But then every hour, or whatever, it would start it shooting and do a show and new yeah. music. That's kind of the. Osborne Lights did that as well. Yes. They start dancing. That's right. It would just be on any other. That's time. right. Exactly that. So that's what Spaceship Earth is. It's always on and it's doing cool things. But every every few minutes, it'll you know you'll hear this rise, this crescendo, crescendo music and. The lights will start doing something special. How do they get so. people out of the parks? I'm sure everyone keeps turning back. Around. I, I I think the uh, the the lights say time to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> they make you get out. It's get like out. time to go. Get, get out. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's awesome. All right, fellas. So let's move on over to the next segment. All right. So let's head on over to our third and final segment of the show. This is a little something we like to call "What's Your Favorite." Each week, one of our hosts brings with them a question to ask the other two guys. Those two hosts don't know the questions ahead of time, and they must answer the questions on the spot. This week, Tony takes the wheel, and he's going to lead Ron and I in the question, what is your favorite? What's your favorite? So, Tony, what you got for us this week? All right. Since we've been talking about Disney resorts, you made me think that the best question to ask you would be related to that. So I'd like to know which of the Disney resorts is your favorite one to visit? Oh my gosh. Wow. Or stay. Wow. Who would like to go first? That's a tough, what's your favorite? Cause normally it's this or that, uh, you know, here's one question or here's one option and here's another option. Mm -hmm. Which would you like best? Now you're asking us to pick our favorite whole list between like 27 resorts right or, or i don't even know what the number is it might be in the 30s now so holy smokes look at ron that dude is like really <laughs> thinking he's leaned back his eyes are you know <laughs> well yeah i'm dreaming because i think well I'll, I'll wait to be called on but i i've got some thoughts for sure right. well then go ahead you're you're called on ron go ahead if you've got some thoughts i you know i, I initially there we've stayed We've been, been we've been blessed to be able to stay at some of them, right? So we've stayed at Moderates, we've stayed at the Value, we've stayed even at Deluxe. Where we've not stayed is a Monorail um, resort, and 
if there's anything on my bucket list, staying at the contemporary, and I, I've talked about it a lot on the show, but it's just at the it's tower. A place, yeah, at the tower where the monorail runs through it. I can remember as a kid just being amazed and and thinking, how cool if I could ever be there. And, and there's a part of me that still feels like, wow, if I could stay at the contemporary, I will have put my mark in the ground and I will have succeeded, right? Not really, but um it's like planting their flag on the moon, right? Yeah, that's exactly. a big deal. I mean, for you, it just right? is, it's just something that um would be very, very appealing to me. And um, so it would be, I think I'll have to say the contemporary though, very second close second would be the Polynesian because I think I just really like that resort, but it doesn't have the nostalgia that the contemporary does. Um, so if I'm going to pick, it's going to be the contemporary. Contemporary is cool. I, I stayed there, so I know I know what you're feeling. I didn't get to stay in the tower. I stayed in the, what used to be called the wings before they knocked it down and became the DVC thing. Yeah. But even then, it was so much fun. It was uh, great, as I've mentioned before, to be able to just walk there. Yeah. So uh, the, the contemporary uh, is a good choice. What about what about you doing? Uh, I have stayed at the contemporary, uh, not because I could afford it, uh, for sure, because uh, I could never and probably can't afford it now. Um, but you guys know that I'm a, a retired service member, so uh, I've had access to uh, Shades of Green for for years now. And the Shades of Green is basically a deluxe resort, yeah. but yes. it's uh, you you're able to stay at it based upon your your pay grade or your rank in the military. Oh, and wow. uh, so if you're a you know a lowly airman like I was, and you only make you know seventeen dollars a month then your your stay at the uh, Shades of Green is cheaper than if you're a, a, a colonel that makes a buku money a month. So it's based on your pay grade. So I was enlisted and, you know, I didn't make any money at all and I was poor. So it was cheaper for me to stay there. Uh, one year they were refurbishing Shades of Green and it was actually... I don't know if it was completely shut down or if it was, they just had limited space. So there were no rooms available at Shades of Green. So I was able to stay at the Contemporary and pay Shades of Green prices. Oh, nice. So and that, with all the benefits? Yes, yes. It's, and, and you get all the benefits of Shades of Green. You get all the benefits of a Disney resort, um, at least back then, you know, all the uh, early extra magic hours and all that stuff. You, you got all of that. Um, uh, so I was able to stay at the contemporary and pay my cheap airman, you know, enlisted pay shades of green price. So that was really awesome. That's the only way I got to stay at the contemporary resort. Uh, and you know, and it, it, you know, it was amazing just like you think it is to stay at the contemporary. Sure. Um, you know, I'm with Tony, you know, walk into the magic kingdom. That's super cool. Um, but like I've said before, my experiences with staying at resorts, you know, Ron, you're always, you know, oh, Dewey goes all the time. And, <laughs> and, and that's true. Uh, so that is a benefit is I get to go a lot, but I guess if there is a downside of, of going all the time and staying with family is that I don't get to experience the resorts as much as I would like to. 
So this is a really hard one for me because there's so many resorts that I want to stay at. Um, Polynesian, but if you had a favorite that you went to go visit, uh, that you'd like to go see most when you go there, like if you're going to resort hop, where would you, what do you think you'd go? Um, do I have to say one? Can I give you like a yeah, list? Yeah, you can give a couple. <laughs> resort um, hopping. Um, so Polynesian is definitely on there. Uh, you know, Monorail Resort, that's awesome. You can see the fireworks, you know, from, you know, at least from and you the, know, the area and the water show. The, what is that? The, the water pageant or something? Yeah, the water pageant. It. That's it. Um, and, you know, Ohana's, holy smokes, one oh. of the best meals on property. Yeah. So, and you and can the nice get, little beach. You get, you, you can go to the beach. You can get a dole whip at the poly and then go to the beach and stuff. So, poly is definitely up there. Um, the boardwalk has always appealed to me. Uh, one, it's really close to Epcot. Two, I'm thinking about like nighttime activities. Have yeah. you guys ever been to Jelly Rolls? I, that, I've, um, yeah, I've walked by it. Yeah, yeah. The Jelly Rolls is a dueling piano bar that there that's there on the boardwalk. Uh, that place is super fun, super cool. Um, it's it's you know you, you you the the boardwalk is there for you. You've got the you can walk around the water at night and stuff. And so that's super cool. And then um, the, the, the other one is, I guess it would be a tie for me. I want to stay at the Wilderness Lodge and the Animal Kingdom Lodge, both of those. That's probably a tie. Those are both just, I mean, just they are a sight to behold. You know, I they mean, are. just walking into that, I don't know what it's called, but like the grand atrium or whatever, yeah. like there's that gigantic space. And it's, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, just a, I mean, beautiful. I mean, you can walk in and sit in a chair and just look around for an hour and not be bored, you know? You can, and you can do that pretty much 24 hours. You can just, if you need to get away from your room, there's yeah. all that space you can just get to. So I don't know if I could say just one. Uh, for me, it it's difficult. probably those four would be my, what's my favorite would be the poly, uh, the boardwalk, Animal Kingdom Lodge and Wilderness Lodge. Those are <laughs> all on the, the top of my list. So this week, I'm going to say, what's my favorites? That's I'm a good one. Plural. I think we all, we're all saying that. I, I, I basically would pick Animal Kingdom Lodge. That's the one we've stayed at the most. Um, back in the day when we used to go there, often we always would default to that one because we liked the uh, ambiance we liked the fact that you could see the animals as i mentioned you can just explore the hallways i mean that place was just so fun just to be at um but the other ones that you mentioned too are, are, are just great uh, we got to, to stay at the boardwalk we used to resort hop a little bit even even then what we would do is we would if we stayed for an extended week we'd stay at a resort for three days and then move on to another resort just to try it because maybe because of the price or whatever um but if i was going to pick a place where i'd like to go i'd say animal kingdom lodge it's kind of home i we I mean, we have souvenirs from it we have um things around the house that we want to remember that by so that's my choice so tony i i don't know maybe this is probably i'm going to just go out on a limb and say that's probably the hardest what's your favorite we've had so far. yeah uh, I mean, that that's just impossible. It's Im impossible to pick just one. That one is too hard. It's too hard, Tony. Knock it off. <laughs> so nice job with this week's What's Your Favorite? And that just about does it for this episode of the WDW Reflections Podcast. 
Please find and follow us on all our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on many podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Overcast. If you love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience and helps us grow. And don't forget, you can always message us from any of those social media accounts, or you can shoot us an email at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, requests for trip tips, ideas for future podcast topics, or anything else you can think of. We would love to hear from you. And please keep coming back and listening because we truly appreciate you. Tell your friends, spread the word. Thanks for reflecting on Walt Disney World memories with us on the WW Reflections Podcast. See you real soon. <laughs>